millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. That's a me, Sarge. Sergio. I didn't think that one through. <laughs> And missing his cues. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. No, no, no. I didn't miss it. I just messed it up. There's a I flubbed it. I didn't miss it. Uh, there was a good two seconds of dead air between uh, joined by always by Sarge and then just. I believe, beat, but I believe what Sarge beat. is saying is there's a difference between a miss and a swing and a miss. <laughs> fair, fair i'll accept that but <laughs> well, you know, uh, one of these days when we have merch that could be one of our slogans for merch there's a difference between a miss and a swing and a miss yeah i'll cotton to messing up but i want to be specific in how i fucked up uh which and, you know and, the whole world can learn a lesson from me yeah and of course our legendary bestseller put a raisin on it that's going to be our first t-shirt Everyone, yeah. oh, I mean, everybody, everybody's been clamoring for the Raisin merch for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's been absolutely. referenced so many times. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, remember when, remember when, when they when they said it like Dick Clark's rocket New Year's Eve that one time, and we were like, "What? That's so crazy." <laughs> we really it, made it. <laughs> in the past, when Dick Clark was still alive. Yes. Uh, yeah, and you know, I'm sure that there are people out there who just be like, "Wow." Why? Why is that where he went with that joke? And that's a good question. I have no idea. Yeah. 
Is it Dick hey, Clark but, dead? I don't even know if Dick Clark is still alive. Is he yes. alive to do a New Year's Rocket E? <laughs> no, no. He's, he's, he's dead. Oh, he's dead for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't really been keeping tabs on the guy, so. Yeah. I mean, uh, if anything, a uh, friend of the podcast, Kathy Griffin, should be our New Year's Eve of Raisin quoting person. So, uh Kathy, join the pod. <laughs> yeah, where, where, where's that sash? New Year's yeah. Raisin. Congratulations, yes. Kathy Griffin, our yes. honorary New Year's Raisin. <laughs> Damn right. We're like, Don't what the fuck that. is this shit? And we're just like, no, it's an honor. We promise. It's not even like, this means we like you or whatever. She's just like, <laughs> yeah. it seems so disrespectful. We'll have her on, then Bette Midler. It'll be yeah. a... Yeah, it'll be a rock. It'll be a rock and time. Actually, that Miller is it, isn't Pat Miller in the in the in the middle of being like canceled or whatever? Did she say some oh, shit? Oh yeah, I was like, why did Pat Miller on the mind? She's yeah, she decided she's being a toxic woke. asset. If we want to keep our woke cards, we have to shun her. Yeah, well, <laughs> she decided yeah. to go turfy. Shut I, I don't believe her. Shine. Yeah, I mean, l- literally have no idea what I. I pretty much just remembered from like the soup of headlines I scroll past. That Ben Miller, Bet Midler said or did something that was bad, and I was just like, "Oh, oh no, they got to bet." <laughs> oh, I, I remember seeing uh, like uh, some QAnon promoter posted like her tweet about like women being erased by like birthing people and all that stuff, and he was like, "Yes, yes, even Midler is coming to us soon. Soon they will all be." Yeah, they, they finally did it. They finally got Bet Midler. <laughs> yes, what a big fish! <laughs> I mean. Oh, is Bette Midler a bigger fish than Rob Schneider? He was like one of their biggest and still is there now. Oh, uh, and, uh, yeah. And, I mean, we, we've, been, we've made fun of their, their Mount Rushmore of shitty celebrities many times on the podcast. <laughs> it's so fun. It, it, it is nobody. It, we, we don't need to go over it here. But boy, what, what, a, what a bunch of C-list losers. Yes. Uh, anyway, speaking of C-list losers, uh, the people are here to listen to us. A group of C-list losers uh, chat, chat about bullshit. So let's get into our uh, greatest and best and newest, freshest segment of the show. The Abuse-Boosh! It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the Amuse-Boosh. Yeah, there we go. We C-list. Uh, I mean, well, the C-list for podcasters is like effectively nothing. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair. Yeah. Like, if you're an S-list podcaster... Congratulations! You were already famous from doing something else. Like uh, all of the like, like even even the king of podcasting, Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan's got his start acting slash being a comedian slash doing UFC commentary. The podcasting was like his side his his side side gig. It, yeah, it took off way more than anything else ever. Do you own a, do you own a Yeti microphone? Congratulations on reaching the C list of podcasting. <laughs> Oh man, man, that massive barrier of entry of like seventy five dollars. I mean, just absolutely yeah. punishing. Yeah. I mean, is podcasting is a harsh easy. mistress. She she needs the blood of currency to to to, to grow. <laughs> yes. Anyway, let's get pushing it. Yes. Uh, good good news. The 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 deep pockets of uh, QAnon slash other conspiracy idiots uh, continues to provide for some of our greatest historical figures, such as. Queen of Canada slash the Earth, who was recently given a new RV. Uh, Sarge, I believe. Did you bring this one to the table? Uh, yeah, I, I saw it who, who brought this one to the table? <laughs> I did. I saw what? it go around on Twitter. One of this crazy woman's supporters 
just fully gave her a brand new fully stocked RV so she could tour Canada. And I don't imagine America will allow her to go in because I doubt she has a, a valid passport. Uh, so she can spread the good word of how you don't have to pay your utilities or taxes anymore. Because uh, that's one of her big talking points is um, the Canadian government is invalid. If you have any bills like you owe to them, you don't actually owe them. That's one of her big uh, talking points. But she's she's taking it on the road with her brand new RV. And to that, I mean, I she, to- she has good she has good dudes. So first of all, the, this person's name is uh, Romana Didulo. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced like either or both of those correct, but that's how it's spelled. Romana Didulo. And uh, if you've been keeping track on the podcast, we, we mentioned her every now and again, especially just a few weeks ago. When she she upgraded herself from being like demonstrably provable to be the queen of Canada to now she she went over the documents again and somehow came to the conclusion that now she is queen of the world. Uh, yeah. So she needs the RV to spread her message because wouldn't you be pissed off if you were the ruler of Earth and nobody knew it? I'm I'm pissed off our fans however many there are of you haven't given us an RV come on step it up we we need to take this on the road I demand an RV we yeah we need to do the road trip to the Sizzler in Florida that's where our first live spot's gonna be and we can't fly there we need an RV we and from what I'm reading on the article it was a $65,000 RV that she got and she's also crowdfunding for another RV and she only wants cash no crypto for the new R- the next RV Bro, she's where, where are our whales they're out there for they seem to be out there for any Tom Dick and Harry conservative nut bar that has any sort of like wacky do hook where's where's our liberal whale to just feed us cash i want an rv give me an rv i think you guys would be amazed how many podcasts you'd get if we if if you gave us rv money this is this is shameless yeah Uh, actually i don't really want the rv so much as i would love sixty thousand dollars in united (laughs) states dollars I'm still waiting for Elon to get back to me with my one million United States dollars because he loves free speech so much. We're still on that campaign. Uh, but in the meantime, I'll happily take 65, 65 grand, 65 large ones, <laughs> 65 dimes. Yeah. It's just so, it's so wild. I mean, like Alex Jones is facing like inconceivable amounts of uh, financial damages from the Sandy Hook trials. And he just had some right wing sugar daddy give him $8 million in Bitcoin. To yeah, try what, to- the, what, the, what the effing S? I would, I would love some coin. Give me coins, <laughs> bit or otherwise, but pref- preferably bit because that's the one that's still worth the most. And now, yeah. yeah, well, you just have to give away all your morals and or be genuinely actually crazy and espouse just that shit lunatic nonsense yeah. that I guess some people want to hear and maybe you get enough of them and someone's going to be, end up being rich enough to give you an RV and RV money uh, for legal, for legal reasons. This is all a joke. We don't actually want you to give us an RV. Uh, although that would be dope. Uh, please, please give it to charity before you give us $60,000. No way. You could donate $60,000 to our Patreon. However you want to do it. Just make you know, you make a bunch of sock puppet accounts and just, just really, yeah. really go ham. Uh, 
So, I, I, I felt so it. weird in that joke where I was like, yeah, give us an RV, you you bums. And I was like, oh, God, I'd feel so gross if like someone not, gave I us dragged an RV. You, I have dragged you kicking and screaming into part of the Adventures in Hell World brand being our willingness to sell out. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's one of the things that makes us us. We just oh. want cash. I yes. want to be comfortable more than almost anything. <laughs> Like, if I could choose world peace over being comfortable, then sure, world peace, because it sounds pretty comfortable anyway. But, like, it, like below world peace, there's not a lot before you hit comfortable. <laughs> also, uh, getting back on tra- traffic, uh, traffic, getting back on topic, uh, who who is going to be the one to break it to our, our, our poor queen uh, that she is both female and non-white. And therefore, even if she somehow had a national treasure style document that proved her bloodline made her queen of the world, white dudes would just say no to that immediately. And it would never get beyond that. I mean, she's, she's fooled uh, enough people that it's working. So, uh, I mean, is she though? RV money, but not. Yeah. She's got RV money, which is cool, but. Like, she still has no power as Queen of Earth. And and she also does not look, like, especially young. So she has a limited amount of time. It's not like she could just, like, battle for 40 years and then, like, get, like, 10 or 20 years of just actually exercising her powers as Queen of the World. She's on a clock. Yeah. She's on a clock until the New World Order, like, sends the sniper to take her out because she's got the truth spreading it from her RV. No, I was just talking about age, mate. I was talking about, like, actual father time coming for her. Like, like, like that movie It Follows, but it's just some, like, anthropomorphized, like, dude with a beard holding, like, a clock or whatever, just being like... <laughs> exactly. I'm coming Check, for yeah. everyone. Uh, anyway, so yeah, all uphill for Queen of the World. Good thing she has an RV, I guess. Uh, we'll check back <laughs> in with her if she does anything else relevant or funny. Probably the second uh, one. Yeah, she's never like, like, like the, the last time when she was actually relevant, when she was demanding people execute doctors trying to vaccinate people, because that was a great thing that she did. So well, there thanks. we go. See, she's she's already got crazy like queen vibes. She just doesn't have any of the queen authority. No, nor, nor, nor does she have dragons. Those really help when you're a crazy queen. So yes. I mean, the, the queen doesn't have a lot of authority either. But uh, yeah. okay, so we're we're just gonna segue straight on. Into the next thing, which is re- it's incredibly tough for me to segue into uh, because I don't actually know what the hell this is about. Uh, so uh, I have it written down here as Georgia Guidestone something something in as as is my way when I don't know what we're discussing. Uh, Mike, you brought this one to the table. What is what the hell is a Georgia Guidestone? Okay, so basically, what happened was um, in in nineteen seventy nine, some guy was like, "Hey, uh, I would like uh, to to commission a uh, a statue, a thing," and this the the guy that was sculpting it, or the guy that he was asking to do this, was like, um, "This guy's an idiot. This guy's a lunatic. I don't want to do this for him." So he quoted an absolutely ridiculous price for the construction of the Georgia Guidestones. And then the person who claimed that they were the front man for this organization was like, your, your price is acceptable, is, is acceptable, right? I will write the check for uh, post haste. And the guy was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. And then literally just the guy was like, okay, you gave me this mountain of money. I got to build this shit for you that you requested. 
And the Georgia Guidestones are basically like this weird American Stonehenge where they're a bunch of just like uh, – like like rocks just straight up in the air that are just like thin, smooth up in the air. And they have, um, uh, a, and they basically have 10 command, like the 10 commandments of the Georgia Guidestones that are written in all these different languages. So that basically anyone on earth can read them and they read, um, Maintain humanity under uh, 500 million people in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving di- improving fitness and diversity. Unite hin- unite humanity with a, with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. It's a bunch of like hippy dippy. Like basically, the, like you read it and you get the idea that these people thought a nuclear war was inevitable and that everyone was going to be fucked up. But hopefully, these guidestones would survive and people would find them and be. Like, oh shit, this is what we should do in the post-apocalyptic, like, new age, how to, like, better improve humanity. And, yeah, I mean, because that that actually, it sounds less terrible if you're going from the bottom up with it. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. you know, if, like, if nuclear, if nuclear war has decimated the population of Earth down to, like, three million people, then you're just like, my brothers and sisters... We'll populate no more than 500 million. We will not repeat the follies of our elders. And then it's like, okay. But if you're trying to do that now, it's just like, all right, let's get it under 500 million. First step, let's go kill like 8 billion people. Everybody just grab a real sharp stick or whatever and do it for your country. Right, exactly. And because of that first edict of getting humanity under into a, into a rich, trim, tight uh, half a billion... A lot of people have like freaked out about the Georgia Guidestones as being a um, wow. a, cre- a creation of the New World Order and the Illuminati and this uh, this edict to cull humanity um, and all this kind of stuff. And the the, uh, the stones have been defaced with uh, graffiti previously. They've been a target of people. And uh, today. There was something that happened, and the and a bunch of the Georgia Guidestones collapsed. And whether this was an attack on the Georgia Guidestones, or if something just happened to them and they fell over, uh, is not like at this moment totally known. But uh, what is known is that oh man, alive are all the conspiracy people so happy to um have seen this and apparently around 4 a.m there was an explosion and so probably yeah. someone did something to them but uh like everyone's just like yeah take that new world order we showed you fuck the illuminati hashtag god wins and it's like god let the georgia guidestones like hang out there and chill for like 50 years i mean like uh, until this person attacked them with some kind of um device and if you go into the Twitter timeline for Georgia Guidestones, it's all just like uh, people like freaking out. Like the Georgia Guidestones have been destroyed. Looks like people won't lay down and let themselves be mass murdered by the globalists. Yeah. Uh, Look at the Georgia Guidestones Wikipedia page here. And the anonymity of the Guidestones author and their apparent advocacy for population control, eugenics and internationalism have made them the object of controversy and conspiracy theories and yeah people are reporting so if you're one of the people who's like able to be freaked out by this how much rope or i guess like how much road do you give 
a call to action, right? These things have been up for 50 years. If it was like the cabal or whatever, just being like, here are the commandments, reduce the population to 500 million. Bro, we have been going the other way so hard. We, we've put like we've put like three or four billion people up on the board in the past like 25 years or something crazy like that. Like we're, we've just been populating Earth mad quick. So, you know, like, sorry, but uh, you fucked it, mate. And like, so it's been up there for 50 years. And now now is the time we finally need to put it in its place. It might start working any minute now. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I'm also seeing in the in the Georgia Guidestones timelines is uh, people uh, talking about CERN because uh, the Hadron Collider was oh. activated. And, oh, yeah. that's another thing that gets these people – that just gets them all freaked out is just, oh, no, you're going to rip a hole in the fabric of space-time and destroy humanity with this shit. Don't turn the Hadron Collider on, you weirdos. You're playing God. And it's like, no, they're just, like, smashing an atom into an atom and seeing how – Well, like, see, but, works. like – Okay, those people are still crazy. Do not get me wrong. I'm not advocating for those people with that sort of thinking. But I do enjoy that sort of conspiracy theory. I prefer sci-fi conspiracy theory to fantasy conspiracy theory, which also includes all religious stuff for obvious reasons, Uh, which is kind of the opposite of my taste in like books and such, where I'm usually more of a fantasy guy than a sci-fi guy. But I just love the idea that people are so afraid of not knowing what would happen if you were to make a thing go really fast and then knock it into another thing that their first thought is just like, yo, that is definitely going to destroy all of reality. (laughs) Yeah. It is going to rip a hole in space time and destroy everything in the whole universe. Because in order, like in order for you to believe that you would have to imagine that, we're the only people to have ever existed in the universe because we're the only ones who ever got to technology this advanced. Otherwise, wouldn't reality have already been destroyed? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've just been watching a lot of Stranger Things, and they're like, oh, if you fire that up, like, we're getting monsters for sure. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, like, the, the Hadron Collider thing definitely gets them going. I hadn't heard of the Georgia Guidestones. I'm doing quick reading here. Yeah, lots of people are reporting a massive explosion, and it looks like one of the stones was just fully destroyed. And the <laughs> the the inscriptions on them are, you know, <laughs> I can see why they might upset some people. <laughs> Maybe each one of them houses some sort of incredible demigod superhuman. Uh, and the first one is just erupted out of its cocoon, and each one of them embodies one of these crazy ideals. So you're, you're talking some the one JoJo that, shit here. That's hopefully yeah. the one that blew up was not the reduce the population to five hundred million. Otherwise, we're gonna have some sort of like unstoppable Homelander style Superman flying around <laughs> murdering everyone. Of all the ways to go out, that would be like you're just looking over the horizon and you just see like fire erupting from the sky as some single person flies around murdering everyone. You're just like, boy, I did not really like I mean, of all the ways to go, I wasn't expecting deranged superhuman to be the the one that got there. Yeah. (laughs) If if the superhumans that destroyed us all destroy us all are sealed in these big rocks in Georgia. yeah, Yeah, that's just lame. At least come from like. Uh, Brazil or whatever, like not Georgia, or maybe, or or maybe the entity that burst from it was the uh, 
the newly awakened superior form of Rod Watkins. Does anyone have eyes on Rod Watkins? Mike, where's Rod Watkins? Where in the world is Ron Watkins? Okay, you that was not you. You got to lean it into the full way. You had you had to hit the notes on Rod Watkins there. You couldn't just like I knew I knew what he was doing. I I was right there I, with him too. I was there with I was there with him too. And then he just he went from Rockapella to like the lead singer of Cake at the end there. Oh, I can't <laughs> sing at all. That that was I know, but you just got tremendously gotta, good for what I was going. I for. know, but I'm just saying you got to land the plane. That's all. Okay. So but where um, is he? Yeah. So um, we. At the moment, what Ron is claiming he is doing right now is <laughs> hovering about Las Vegas, Nevada, just like gazing fire upon it from above. <laughs> My God, oh, it's Ron Watkins! Oh man, that would really suck because I know a bunch of people like playing in the main event of the World Series of Poker right now, and they, them all being annihilated by Ron Watkins' terrible wrath would be very unfortunate. It'd be a terrible way for them to go out. Huge ratings for ESPN too, though. I mean, just astronomical. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, them having loved the live feed of uh, exclusive our, as the world first ends. Actual, yep, our first actual evil superhero attack. That'd be that'd be awesome. Okay, as but, fun uh, as this alternate reality is, let's talk about regular reality. So Rod yeah. Watkins is sort of in the wind, right? Yeah. So what is happening right now is uh, we have the fact that the uh, January sixth committee has like said they want to subpoena Ron Watkins. They want to get to the bottom of, of this. And um, I, I I have been talking to people on the interwebs who have been like following Mr. Ronnie Watts around, and uh, there is uh, there is like uh, chitter chatter out there that like. Law enforcement does want to talk to this man about some stuff. And there, there's some things. They'd like to have a discussion they, very much, well, yeah, please. Yes. And um, so with all these factors in play, um, and but you have Ron Watkins running for Congress. So you'd think that he'd be doing <laughs> stuff. And he has not had any like public-facing events in the past couple of weeks. And... At one point, uh, someone from his campaign, when asked about when Ron was going to be doing anything, they were not actually fully sure that Ron was actually in America at the time when this conversation was being had. Uh, Since that happened, we have now gotten a very weird series of videos on uh, Ron's telegram where Ron is apparently in the desert visiting uh, Native American reservations, like going door to door, trying to uh, sway the hearts and minds of the of, of oh, the Native still Americans. in Arizona. So, yeah, still in Arizona, but he, instead of like campaigning in like cities and places where you would have like an actual like massive population of people to like tap into, he's going to these reservations, and and again, there the, the Native Americans. Uh, legal right to vote. Ron is courting voters. He's working here, but this is a very uh, strange tactic <laughs> for his uh, like campaign that's on a shoestring budget to be going out trying to shake hands of a couple hundred people every so often. He's, he's when, going grassroots, yeah. When and, but also, I really don't think that uh, his worldview and that of the worldview of native americans is things that are going to fit together like peanut butter and chocolate i I just don't think that ron's going to be like hey uh have you heard about the globalists have you heard about the cabal 
and the yeah, Native Americans. Yeah, we're, we're Native Americans. They yeah. they ran us up off. Yes, we fought right. about them. You, you mean the, the U.S. government? Yeah. Right. You you mean the fucking white people? Them? Yeah. We we know, we we know of the evil people. You don't need to fucking spin us a fairy tale about the blood drinking and everything. We we already got the we already got the the, the gist of it. And uh, one of the. Um, one of the videos involved uh, a man who Ron claimed was his campaign manager named Orlando. And Orlando is a retired gunnery sergeant and beekeeper. And Orlando also uh, supplies the honey that, that Jim Watkins sells in his website. Oh. So, so this is absolutely the most like well-run, like just well-oiled political machine you could imagine where like Ron's just, basically filming vignettes in the desert and his campaign doesn't really know where he is. They can't verify anything. And, um, he's well, what I wouldn't give for this to be like a tiger King situation where Ron in his own hubris has hired like a film crew to follow him around <laughs> to document all of this because he really believes that he's gonna, he's gonna win. And so he's just like, he wants to have documentation of it. So there's just like this, grim journal of all of this horrible failure well i mean doc ansel from tiger king is like super in jail now uh and obviously they started with the tiger king being in jail so. yeah but i mean once you have guy in a jail it's hard to, it's hard to set it, it doc ansel would have had to have like you know fucking like d done some horrendous shit and done like m m more than try to hire a hitman crimes in order for the to clear the bar that our, our tigery king set anyway yeah. we're in the weeds uh we'll get back to rod Watkins when we find out where the fuck he is uh but for the time being we have uh headlines for the week to discuss so mike get up on that headline bump from the digital headlines to the digital front lines it's cues in the news Okay, uh, so th thankfully we we let's start with something lighter and fluffier relative to what we will have to talk about later. Yeah, uh, let's talk about an abundance of hot subpoena action that has apparently been happening. Uh, Mike, uh, th th just so well, just so the listeners know, uh, I labeled this uh, headline subpoena. I hardly know her. <laughs> which You're is killing what, me. Yeah, I know, I know. It's such a great joke. I mean, I'm sure the listeners at home are really, are really busted up by it. Uh, so, Mike, once you, once you've, uh, once you've unbusted your gut, once your guts are back in your body, uh, tell us who's getting the subpoena this week. Uh, so uh, this week, our, our headliners on the subpoena list are uh, John Eastman, the guy who was basically like the legal mastermind behind the plot to try to steal the election. Uh, uh, South, uh, Lindsey Graham, who apparently was okay with Trump's attempts to influence these elections. And of course, how could the list not include our boy Rudes? So yeah, Rudy Giuliani has found his way into this mess as well. Uh, these all, these people have all been, uh, subpoenaed by, by, uh, Fannie Willis, the, uh, DA of Georgia. And, um, this goes into, uh, basically from what, us lay people would know about is this stems from the phone call that uh, Trump had with um, the secretary of state of Georgia, Raffelsberger, 
where Trump was like, hey, he buddy. Was like, he was like, hey, how about you just find me some votes, bud? Surely there's some, <laughs> surely there's some cool. sweet Trump votes that you missed to just be yeah. rustled up. It's not insanely illegal, right? Just no. to tell you to find me some votes like I'm a 1920s Chicago politician. Yeah, and, and the best part about that car, that phone call is the fact that at some point, at, at the start of it, Trump's like, look, man, when the truth comes out, you're going to find out I won by 400,000 votes. When the truth comes out, I'm going to win big. So because we know the truth of my massive win is going to be released like soon, why don't you just find me 12,000 votes, which is such a small, Sam, small. Like, it's so insignificant compared to my actual crushing landslide victory. So this should not be a heavy lift for you, Mr. Republican Secretary of State who can absolutely do this for me. This is not a crime I'm asking you to commit on my behalf. So like that that phone call has sparked Imagine if this. that was about money. Like <laughs> uh, like so many people are just like uh, like if if you just think about it like money, it really brings into relief how crazy that is. He's just like just give me like $12,000. Just give me like 12,000. Look, I have $400,000 coming next week or whatever. So I just need <laughs> $12,000 right now. But then in the future I'll be rolling in it, baby. Yeah, it is very much just the scammiest of scams. God, yeah, and the fact that they're they they feel like they've got enough to subpoena a senator means they've got a lot and they have a lot of questions. Uh yeah, Lindsay's already said he's going to like challenge the subpoena. He's going to try to fight it. He doesn't, he doesn't want to have to do this. But uh, I, while like being a senator gives you certain privileges and certain ways to try to avoid having to testify before a grand jury, uh, Eastman and Rudy, not so much. They have no way of avoiding this. So um, enjoy your contempt of uh, your your contempt of court charges should you try to pull that shit, guys. And uh, one other really awesome little tidbit I learned from looking at this was that Georgia is one of the only states in the union where the governor does not have the pardon power against a state crime. The only uh, people that can issue pardons is like the Georgia Parole Board, and they can only issue them after you've been convicted of the crime. So this isn't like one of those this isn't like one of those things where uh, Governor Kemp can be looking at the polls, see Stacey Abrams is getting a little too close to his heels, and suddenly he's just like, "By the way, Trump didn't commit a crime. I said so. Boom, stamped it, nailed it. Now come vote for me, MAGA, MAGA folks. Let's get in there and give me another term." So uh, there is no like, li- there's no literal get out of jail free card for any of these people in that sense. They they would have to actually go through the whole rigmarole of the trial and then they would have to go like find the families of the Georgia parole board and give them cushy jobs and get their part. <laughs> so do we think that like Rudy knows anything? I feel like Rudy is constantly being targeted by stuff like this. And so far nothing has come of it or at least nothing has come of it in a while. Right. Am I missing something? Like it, feel, it feels like if Rudy had goods, we would have shook him down for him. By now. Yeah, with Trump not paying him. It's Rudy and Trump's relationship is so bizarre. I mean, it is just something I can't even wrap my head around. Because I remember, like, Rudy one time, like, they were talking about, hey, what happens if Trump burns you? And Rudy's like, oh, I got insurance. I'm good. Trump can't do that to me. I'm Rudy. I I got pull in this joint. You, you, You can't be messing with Rudy. 
I'll, I'll, I'll bring you down with me, buddy. And it's like, uh, I don't think Trump feels that way about you. I feel like Trump very much feels like he could leave you fucking hanging in the wind and you'd just have to accept it. Yeah, it sure does. Feel- I don't know. It feels like Rudy has something or he, I think he's like the ultimate stepping stone. He's who you get and break down to get to the guy who actually has something. I think he's going to just- get a little, I'm going to get a little balloon on here. Mm-hmm. P-tape. Boom. <laughs> oh, that'd be the greatest thing in the world. God, that would be, what a twist. Oh, my God. The day that the P-tape be... comes out, like, I'll cancel work, and, like, that's what we're doing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I literally just, like, run, I just literally run from my work, and I just say something about, like, my mom fell down a flight of stairs or something, and I just, like, I have to go watch me. the former president piss on a bed. Or command... <laughs> Command sex workers to do it. I'm very unclear of the contents of this tape, but someone's peeing on something. And it involves Trump, and he was very upset about it. Like, I like that was like a weird thing that was like a big like subtext of like the Mueller investigation was like Trump repeatedly saying that the P tape wasn't real and that it didn't exist, and he was very upset that people were talking about it. And yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's like it's like I get the whole he, he doth protest too much thing, but at this point, I mean, with uh, I don't know, does does Vladdy Daddy still think that Trump has any juice? Is that why he isn't doing this? Because I feel like if Putin was just wanted to absolutely scorch Earth America, he should just release that thing now and just get the ball rolling because that would be the height of comedy. If he wanted, if he just wanted the yeah. chaos age of this shit. Come on, Vlad, do one good thing for us while you're having your secret service, like fish your poop out of the toilets in Europe. So no one can see that how much cancer you have. Yeah. What an incredible, what an incredible lad move that would be. <laughs> I mean, it would, it would justify his like genocide or war crimes or anything, but it would be, it would be a glorious day for me to wake up to like a billion missed messages on my social media because, yo, guess, guess what we've been, Guess what we've all been watching on repeat? It's the P-Tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is like one of those things where this is, could this bring Trump down? Like this looks like an honest effort to do something because a grand jury has been impaneled and people that obviously don't want to talk to this grand jury are now being like ordered to talk to it. And Again, like the official Adventures in Hell World stance on a Trump indictment slash Trump conviction is we'll believe it when we see it. But oh, yeah, that, that is the longstanding belief. It's just, yeah. all but, right. But hey, I mean, anything, uh, I, I forget who it was, but I made a bet. I, I, I had someone give me like 10 to 1 odds on a bet. So I was like, I will bet 10 bucks and you will owe me 100 if Trump ever sees the inside of a jail. And they were like, you got it. And I was like, boom. So I'm, I'm I'm getting ever closer on my on my on my wager here. If if this if, if I had made this wager through DraftKings, they would be offering me ten dollars and fifty cents right now to cash out. They would be like, "We're willing to buy you out for a crisp extra fifty cents if you're willing to do it." So I'd be like, "Okay, maybe tempting, tempting." I could I could use a pack of gum. It's it's possible. I got so. the the deal or no deal shit. Going. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The banker <laughs> offers you. Eleven dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! And then I, and then I triumphantly scream "No deal!" and then immediately knock out all the big cases. That that show is just Schadenfreude in a, in a, in a, in a 
in television form for me. There's nothing. I'm I'm just I'm a terrible human being, but I'm just I'm just the person that like looks at that big deal and I'm like, take it, you idiot, take it. And then they're just like, the millions in my case, Howie. Wham! They lose it all, and I'm just like, should have taken it. Told you. Do you know what you were thinking? I mean, right. line, it's just math. That was why. That was why I stopped really caring about Taylor No Tale. Is because at the end of the day, they're just dressing up a bunch of math. Yes, with, that's with all it is. How dare you trick just like, me into thinking critically? <laughs> you're just like, okay, here's a little bit of math, and yep, it's time to cash out here. The odds, are, like the odds, are slipping away from us. This is enough. We've done it. With math, and then you high five Howie Mandel, and then he like drops his hands in acid because he's a germaphobe or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Is that him, or is it the guy from Double Dare? No, it, it's Howie. Howie's a you know, Howie's a It's They play it up a lot on America's Got Talent too. Like people touch him, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, a human being I don't like has touched me. I'm probably going to die of diseases now." So yeah, <laughs> which is be great like, because yeah. if he, if he actually is a germaphobe, it's just like let's 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 take this guy's like sort of like you know mental health problem and really just really just smash it, yuck it up. Just, yeah, yeah, it's really great. Ah, oh, look at this debilitating thing. Got him. Speaking of making fun of making fun of uh, mental health problems, we've got MK Ultra on the docket here. What's going oh, on? Oh yeah, that? okay. But before I throw it over to Mike to fill us in on this, so inevitably we were going to have to talk about this headline at some point. Uh, we're going to try to avoid ta- discussing the shooter's name. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was the event at, uh, what was it? Highland Park is the name of that Highland place. Park. It's a suburb of Chicago. Uh, and you know, s- small silver lining for our show. Normally this is the part where we're just like, and of course this, the person who did this horrible thing left by this horrible manifesto. So let's see how Aryan they thought they were or whatever. Uh, this time around, no, of course, QAnon has a take, but luckily we don't have to get into the actual like crime that much. Uh, so that being said, Mike, w- what's going on with MK Ultra this week? Our okay, old friend MK Ultra. It's been a while. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, it's been a, it's been a while, but finally, uh, da- finally, Daddy has come home, and Daddy, in this case, being in the form of MK Ultra. So there was this uh, there was a mass shooting, as we talked about, and the shooter basically the first thing that happens on social media when anything like this happens is everyone tries to blame everybody else this guy was left wing this guy was right wing yada yada and eventually it came out that the shooter was had attended some trump rallies there's a photo with him with a trump flag and this was a this was just part of the whole deal with this person there also can i stop you right there for a moment is that really an argument? When was the last time one of these crimes was perpetrated by somebody who was like avowed liberal? Who was somebody just like, yeah, this is to stick it to the man or whatever? Well, I mean the the goal for the goal for the racists is that they're hoping that it's a Muslim extremist. Basically, is that's their main goal? Is that it's, a, it's an anti-white, anti-Christian? Like, because again, as you just said, there hasn't been any like actual like leftists who've like lost their minds and their manifesto is like, I had to like show the world the evil of all this so that maybe one day we could get Medicare for all and actually try to like fix climate change and all that kind of stuff. Like that, that doesn't happen when these people are talking about, uh, 
like leftist mass shooters. They're just talking about people that are not their group, basically. Anyone who isn't a uh, right winger, Christian, nationalist, psychopath. They they just wanted to not be them. And since this guy did have enough like on him where he could be pegged as a Trump supporter, immediately when that happens, uh, QAnon busts out their Yu-Gi-Oh trap card in the form of, in their form in the form of, yep in the form of MK Ultra. And anyone that is to play around MK Ultra, if your opponent looks defenseless except for that one face down card, like a hundred percent of the time it's going to be MK Ultra. You got to play around it. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so, sometimes you just got to eat the MK Ultra. You know, they got it. You got to get it out of their hand. Yeah, you got to do something. You got, you got, you got to get, you got to get that out of the way, so then you can get your your rest of your board set up, so you can finally win the game. Exactly. So what happens? What happened here was immediately after more information came out about this guy, MK Ultra has been trending for the past two days on Twitter because that's the fallback. That's the default position of all these people is that, oh, you can blame us for this shooting. Well, no, you actually can't because the shooter wasn't who they appear to be. They were actually an MK Ultra sleeper agent that did this because they were given the activation code to turn them into a mass shooter. And for now, the record, wait, so correct me if I'm wrong. Is it, is it like all the the stuff that's going on with Eleven in that Stranger Things show, MK Ultra related? Is it that? Like it's an, it's based on it's inspired. It's like an by. MK Ultra project or whatever. Oh my god, cross synergy! No wonder they decided to play MK Ultra this turn. Yeah, the synergy yeah, bonus and everything. So lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it it com- it combos so well with uh, pop culture references. Uh, yeah, so this is, and for those of you who don't exactly know what MK Ultra is, it was this pretty much it was this dumb idea by the CIA that maybe they could unlock a truth serum, they could find a drug that would like make you tell the truth or could do mind expanding sort of things, and. There was this thought, and it could have been disinformation by the Russians or whatever, that the Russians were looking into it. They were like, oh, shit, if the Russians can get psychics, we better get our own psychics. And it eventually led to basically just people drugging people with LSD without their consent. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and it was really shitty and terrible. And then it got exposed um, by by our liberal democracy being the way we run our government and there were congressional hearings. And then eventually a uh, little known uh, figure in history, president form president Ford signed an executive order saying, you, uh, yo, intelligence agencies, you can't drug people without their consent. So uh, no, stop that. And um, Trump, no, no, and no deep state evil president since Ford has revoked that executive order. So it's still on the books. The law of the land of, in America is you can't do that shit. But of course, Reality has no place in this conspiracy theory. So even though MK Ultra ended in the 1970s, much like the Georgia Guidestones, it's been around for 50 years. Oh yeah, we're never still getting going rid of strong. It. And and like the deep state test has an endless supply of these sleeper agents. And the spin-off from this terrible uh concept of MK Ultra is what how they're doing it is after these mass shootings happen, 
oftentimes the shooter was troubled. They were someone that people oh, yeah. knew had mental health issues. And this, this put them in contact with the mental health services in their community and people trying to help them figure it out. And now QAnon has created this narrative that the therapists are the part of the deep state. The therapist doesn't try to help you. They radicalize you. The therapist is the one who pushes you over the edge and turns you from someone with just mental illness into a weapon ready to be used by the deep state. The therapist is the one who has the little book that's got your like 27 word passphrase that unlocks your winter soldier. They're all, everyone's all drugged up and like that they're ready to be activated. Yeah. MK Ultra did a ton of damage, but it did way more damage on just like now it's this shitty talking point that all these uh uh dum dums on the right get to like use and say, oh, we like he wasn't actually racist, he didn't actually believe what we believe. He was MK Ultra and it's just Again, it but this is like science fiction conspiracy theory stuff. So it could just be like, yeah, the the, the horrible scientists, they thought all their Gene therapy yeah. experiments were uh, were botched, but it turns out that like whatever they mucked around with just came out two generations later. So now you've got like Gen Z kids with psychic powers. <laughs> that, that's why TikTok's on the rise. It's all MK Ultra, and they all and they all really have like uh they they all really they just really love the eighties guys, just like you, just like you target demographic. You love the 80s, so do these kids. <laughs> the 80s is so cool, am I right? <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, what little I remember of them was fine. It, it was fine. I love how I, I love how strong that nostalgia is still just bumping. It feels like 80s nostalgia has been going for a while, and every year I feel like this is going to have to start to wind down at some point, right? And then, fuck no, Stranger Things comes out, and all of a sudden, Kate Bush is, like, on the top of the charts again. For like, <laughs> the first time in, like, 30 years, same song. It's like, what? what is going on? Yeah, and then we've got all, like, uh, Master of Puppets is trending because of freaking... Uh, and again, Kate it? Bush, you know, it's all it's all because of Stranger Things, Stranger Things, yeah. 11, MK Ultra, boom, it's all related. Look at all that synergy, man. <laughs> What a time time to be alive, conspiracy theorist who's into scientific weird stuff. CERN is mucking about. (laughs) 80s nostalgia is really back in vogue. Uh, You get to believe in MKUltra bullshit again. The Russians could be the bad guys if you want them to be. Or the good guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're they're on Schrodinger's team. (laughs) Schrodinger's Putin, both villain and hero at the same time. Anyway, see, we yeah. we managed to talk about mostly all the crazy stuff without having to talk about the rest of the horrible reality shit. Because you know what, uh, I'm tired of doing that. We've been doing that a lot, a lot, a lot these days. A lot. Yeah, it seems like every other um, week. Okay, so let's talk about. Uh, let's get back to. We're we're doing a light, fluffy sandwich because the next one is light and fluffy relative to the rest of the stuff too. Uh, let's talk about the new Q. Q's back, baby. <laughs> See, <laughs> as it ever he's, was, he's still back. Yeah. So, oh, and uh, Q is back in the way that Q always was back in the day, in the sense that uh, saving the world is a part-time job. 
So after those uh, intense, powerful five Q drops that Q made in his glorious return, our boy Dunn got plum tuckered out. Oh, it's it's time for sleepy times. So uh, Q made those quick uh, three posts on uh, the 24th of June. Then they made one post on the 25th, took a few days off and made one post on June 29th, and that was it been offline for a week now oh man so yeah uh, once again on independence day huh q (laughs) independence day and q's q's asleep at the wheel it's unreal what what odds do you give me that q doesn't post again for at least two months I would say that's very likely. I, I mean, I feel like if Q's going to, if, if, because again, Jim Watkins has no fucking idea what he's doing. If Q posts again and actually gets like the itch to start doing this stuff, it's going to be closer to the midterms. Cause again, they think that it's likely the Republicans are going to win the midterms and therefore they want to be in on the win. So just going dark for a couple months, then showing up when everyone's getting all hyped up and ready, because we're going to, we're going to take back Congress. We're going to give them, we're going to hit them with the red wave and yargle bargle and all that kind of stuff. I think that's way more likely what, uh, the person behind Q, AKA Jim Watkins right now would be, uh, would be thinking. Now, what happened uh, last night was someone started posting what appeared to be Q drops. And um, the first. What do you mean appeared to be? Trip code, et cetera. If they're Q drops, they're Q drops. We all know it. Right, exactly. So it it did have the trip code. What what appeared to be the trip code. And and it said, uh, we can shut you down whenever we choose. Chooses in all capital letters. And then Q. And then they did it again, um, replying to some other messages. And they said, confirmed, do not fuck with us, Q. And uh, I don't think Q's ever worked blue before. Yeah, so. Q doesn't curse. I, I you know, I, I, I really respected that about his work. Uh, Will Smith didn't need to curse and neither did Q. Right. Uh, I mean, Will Smith got around to cursing. Yeah, he <laughs> yes. sure did. And assault. Yeah. Yes, yes. So um, what people noticed about these fake uh, Q drops was that they I were. I mean, real Q drops. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fake. Spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah. Was that uh, they were putting the trip code in uh, with the username. They were just copying and pasting the trip code to make it look like it was the trip code, but it wasn't. It was just like. It was it was just a way to fake making it look like you had the trip code up. And the thing about this that was so funny was if you had any idea what was going on, you'd be like, oh, this guy is just using this dumb copy paste to make it look like he's Q. He's but the, these are these are not real drops. Jim Watkins has no idea what's going on. All he knows is that he sees what appear to be Q drops from the account. So and posting is Q, but that's me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm so a, but I'm Q. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jim sees this and he doesn't put two and two together to figure out that it's a fake troll job. And in response to these posts, he locks down eight coon and puts it into he, he puts it into read only mode. You can't. He literally locked the entire site down where nobody could post to the to the boards. Like so, you shut the whole site down once he saw the fake Q drops, and he thought Q had been hacked. And then he's like, "Oh shit, that's my cash cow. I I can't be having that being run by somebody else." So he freaks out, locks the whole thing down, does all this dumb stuff, and then eventually uh, one thing leads to another, and then everyone figures out, oh, it was just a troll job. It was just a, it was just a, 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 a cheeky jape, and then uh, everything goes business back to normal. But it's that. I mean, it's, it's the, the fact that the just like, ha routine maintenance, am I right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. Had this on the books for a long time, was planning to do this maintenance. We're, we're good. We're good. It, How many times is- does Toto have to pull the curtain away and show that it's fucking old man Watkins before people get it. Like, how many times do we have to do this where it's just like, oh, hey, oh, d- knock it off, little dog. Like, I, oh, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jim was posting on Telegram in response to the fake drops, and he said, we are working on it. We are, have- we are having some attacking going on. We are, ha- we are we're having, having some attacking. We are having some attacking. Yes. <laughs> I preferred it when we weren't having any attacking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of not the attacking. What? And it turns well, out he wasn't having any attacking at all. It was just no. somebody trolling. He was having a trolling. On AJ? Yeah. Never. And uh, as someone pointed out, the uh, the hashtag that they were used was all in bold, and hashtags are not bolded on Aidkun. So it was really obvious this was just a copy-paste job, and that if Jim even had a modicum of tech-savvy tech when it comes to how Aidkun works, he could have rolled his eyes and just ignored it. But because he doesn't know anything about anything he immediately goes into a full-blown panic and just again gives away the game he like he's just admitting also, oh yeah, how, how fast did he have to panic because like some cute devout would have to just be like scrutinizing that trip code and just give up the go the game like immediately right it would be like this like the second comment to it would just be somebody like LOL, your trip code is just copy pasted. This isn't Q. Shut up, nerd, or whatever. <laughs> we go when we go all, but you're a fraud. Like, you know. Um, but, you know, uh, like, I guess he just panicked real fast. He got big, he got big boy scared because he thought he yes. could have happened to, <laughs> like, happen to anybody. Uh, I'm going to have to work big boy scared into my life now. That's a great term. 
Yeah, man, it's just it. <laughs> How many times have we got to teach you this lesson, old man? Like he, everyone. Okay, well, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll have time to get back to this. Uh, we're running short on headline time, and we 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 didn't we didn't get a chance to get into it last week. So I'm going to pull the plug on the new Q stuff for now and say, uh, speaking of having and attacking, let's talk about Donald Trump and his tiny thrashing hands, grasping desperately trying to get to the wheel of his vehicle. Uh, so we we didn't get a lot of time to discuss the actual testimony during our surprise bonus episode of the January six hearings. Uh, the, the the gripping surprise bonus episode that n- nobody knew was going to go down. And uh, the, the, the funniest headline among the big t- t- Donald Trump's alleged grand theft auto. So <laughs> Mike, Give us give us the breakdown of Trump's tiny thrashing. Yes. <laughs> so, like, like the thing was the thing is that Hutchinson's testimony like touched on so many things about the coordination of it, about Meadows and talking to Trump about what was going on and how like things were going to be bad. But the right wing tried to jump on this one bit of testimony, which was that she said that she had heard from sources that when he was in the limo on one six, that he wanted to go to the Capitol. He wanted the secret service to drive him to the Capitol. And then he would like basically like lead the charge and the secret service. Was like, no. I, I, yeah. Then after he was told, no, was it the actual quote from him? Like I'm the fucking president of the United yeah. States. Like yeah, a goddamn action movie. I'm the fucking yeah. president. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm the fucking president. Take me to the Capitol. We're like, you're the president for two more weeks, buddy. You're a short timer. We 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 don't have to be listening to you. Like, I, love, I love how that's that's how little that's how little authority that man has in reality. Like, he's just like, I'm the fucking president of the United States. You do what I say. They're just like, no. Are you? <laughs> and then he's just yeah. like, but but I said the line. I did the thing. And they're just like. You don't have anything to back that up, sir. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're old and your hands are quite small. Yeah. You, you, would, you would have to try to dangerously grab this wheel from my very hands to get me to bring you to the Capitol. Anyway, so Mike, what happened then? So the thing it was is that um, this guy, uh, Ontario, who is uh, was basically a Secret Service agent who was in Trump's inner circle and then managed to become like part of his like staff. What almost assuredly happened was that guy got to reporters and started talking anonymously. It was just kind of like, hey, like no one ever grabbed the steering wheel and he didn't like assault the, the Secret Service agents. That, oh, that's all a bunch of like nonsense. And reporters, being a bunch of dumb stenographers, ran with these claims. And then we had this whole like Hutchinson testimony debunked, like like all her lies exposed. And again, the important shit that she was talking about was Trump was mad that there wasn't a big enough crowd in front of him and that they were using metal detectors to keep the crowd screened. And Trump was like, I don't give a fuck if they got guns on them or not. They're not here to harm me. Get the metal detectors out of the way. I want more people in the line of the camera for my shot. And like the, literally the fact that Trump was like, I don't care if they're armed. I, I That might even be better for me. So like that level of the testimony, super bad. Can't contradict that. But we have this guy who was part of the Secret Service who is now trying to say that, oh, Trump merely lunged for the wheel. He didn't get his tiny hands on the wheel. 
Uh, Trump merely attempted to fight his Secret Service agent. He didn't actually succeed to doing that. And it, it was a, it was it, a very it was a very gentlemanly lunge. What's 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 a little lunging between friends? Also, right. every once in a while, you just like make an attempt to get something that a friend of yours has. It's it's, it's just a, it's just a common jape. It's important yeah. to note, like she testified, she was told this. She she she's very clear. She did not witness this herself. Right. Uh, oh yeah, because that that was their other thing they were saying. It was like it's all hearsay, hearsay testimony. It's like hearsay is a totally different thing. This isn't a court of law. They can they can take any testimony they want. Fuck off. So like that little fun attempt at deflecting everything she said was also in the mix. And what didn't some footage come to light of the day in question? Yes, there, there was. Oh, at the very really? least, be a small amount of thrashing. Yes, <laughs> I didn't you know, know that. Now, like, it's it seems pretty far away. So, like you know, my read on the footage was equal chances that he's just thrashing in his own seat because he's angry. Like Secret Service guy, woe to get rid of the metal detectors or bring him to the Capitol. So he's just throwing a he's just throwing a fucking hissy fit. He's just <laughs> thrashing around in his own chair, just being like, "Yeah, I'm the president. <laughs> I'm the president. Goddamn it!" Just like, <laughs> it. I mean, you can't even write that. If you saw that in a movie, you'd be like, "That's overblown." Yeah, like, and the, and and the thing about it is, again, like that scene, like it just it makes Trump such a weak loser that they they had to uh, like change it in the QAnon world. Like so many people were like, oh, they love what the, what's being said about Trump. And they had all these memes of Trump in the limb driving the limo with a with a gun in his hand and others like them like doing fight scenes in cars and movies of Trump's head superimposed over the protagonist, like whipping everybody's ass. And it's like that's but like they know that that didn't happen, right? What actually happened was nothing. Nothing happened. Right. Trump ineffectually whined and the Secret Service told him to fuck off. That's exactly what happened. I it's remember like, it's equally likely that Donald Trump just went do these things on the president and the Secret Service agent said no. And then Donald Trump started thrashing around in his seat so that the Secret Service agent just like oh, yeah. <laughs> just hits a little button that raises the screen between yeah. the two like, like a limo. Just... Right. And then, and and then they said when he got back to the White House, he like threw his food at the wall and got ketchup everywhere because he had a little pout because he didn't want his Dino Nugs. Yeah, like it, it, like that. It's just everything about it makes him look so weak and pathetic. I remember Obama talking about how like that's like the Secret Service is just the shit you deal with when you're president. Like there was this one time where they landed Air Force One somewhere, and the place Obama was going to speak was like a quarter mile away and Obama was like, Hey, can, can we just walk to the, can, the the place? And they were like, no, get in the giant tank limo. We drive you there. And Obama was like, fine, fuck it, whatever. So it's like the secret, the secret service is in the habit of telling presidents like what kind of like things they're going to be doing. Cause like after that whole JFK thing, they don't want that to happen again. So yeah. Yeah. After that, that and the Reagan thing. Yeah, how, exactly. How dare you not make sure Reagan dies. Your job, <laughs> your job was to make sure Reagan died. 
Well, well, that was a very near thing because they almost took him to the White House. If they had actually taken him to the White House and not the hospital, he would have died. But it was like at the last minute because like they were like, go to the White House. And at the last minute, a Secret Service agent saw blood coming out of Reagan's mouth. And then he was like, oh, shit, no, get him to the hospital instead. He's been hit. And it was like, God damn they it, that agent, you almost saved us from Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> Easily one of the most damaging presidents before Trump. That would have been real weird if, like, Reagan had only because Reagan that was like two months into his term. Like, Reagan would have been a weird footnote in history had he been assassinated because that was March 30th, like, and he got sworn in January 20th. Yeah, he was he barely got his ass in the chair before he got shot. I mean, that would have been wild. This final headline of ours has gone off the rails. I'm calling it (laughs) all right, rails. We've got off of them, and we also back on. We we have to get back to our our mailbag at the very least because uh, the the headline segment's already rather long. So let's let's uh, let's stop talking about Trump's tiny feeble hands and start answering our questions burning our, our questions our listeners burning questions. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Our questions burning listeners, let's go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> our, our, our first listener who is currently in, in, currently immolated is uh, the Nerdy Horror Fan. And they ask, with all the various info flying around and people arguing about it, what is the Hell World team's view on whether the July 4th shooter in Chicago was a Trump supporter or Antifa or neither? Seems like many uh, fake social media profiles of him made by various political affiliations. Um oh. We're probably going to wait until more info comes out. But yeah, right now it looks again. It looks like the actual thing that he was politically was someone who had a Trump flag and went to Trump rallies. But the subculture he was in was actually like this very weird nihilistic accelerationist uh, sort of community. Um, if you go on like any social media platform and like type in like schizo post or like, uh, like schizo, you get all these hits. Cause it's this very weird genre of just, trying to like basically like freak yourself out and trying don't to do like, that though why would you do that no no don't look at, don't do look at those things no but i'm just saying like this is like do as we say not as we do right yeah, yeah. but it, it, like this is it, the thing is is like the, the the actual problem is more like the that community that subculture like if you want to if you want to say oh the trump flag tr- trump supporter that's like fine to score cheap political points and to like throw throw some stones at your enemies and th- again that's why QAnon's like screaming mk ultra but actually like ha- like the the people actually like combating extremism and dealing with this kind of stuff like they're getting into the weeds on this stuff and they're like the the trump layer is just the top layer of the onion there's so much more horrible shit beneath i that think layer. it's safe to say he was radicalized and right very right leaning uh how much he actually believed in trump is we have no way of knowing but he is yeah the only thing i'm willing to commit so. to is that boy ain't no progressive liberal i'm just gonna tell no. you that right now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was not how that person thought about stuff. It's just not. It's a fact. Fact. Prove me wrong. I dare you. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, next up is uh, Cleodora Silvestri um, with, again, an incredibly long name. But the only word I can see here is messing. 
So uh, Q believes that they are in a virtual world hunting for Easter eggs that will unlock the truth and let them take control of the world as soon as everyone sees their triumph. How did they manage to rip off Ready Player One and make it so much worse than the original? Oh, Ready Player One ripped off a million other things. So that's how. Like. Right. Look, yeah. this is maybe my favorite listener question ever, if only because I love an opportunity to dunk on Ready Player One. Oh, boy. I didn't know this question was coming up when I was already dunking about 80s nostalgia earlier. So guess, so guess what? It's time for the runbacks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, is QAnon worse than Ready Player One? Ready Player One sucks plenty hard already. Uh, it's incredibly bad in a number of different Ready ways. Ready Player One hasn't killed anyone yet. <laughs> I mean, hasn't it though? That we know of. That <laughs> we know I'm, of. Not sure, I'm not sure that you could definitively say that. I feel like Q- some people... QAnon's worse in that we know it's killed several people. I, 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 feel like, I feel like maybe Ready Player One has caused a number of accidental deaths in the form of people rolling their eyes so hard that it literally kills them. The strain it puts on the brain is just intense. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I'm willing to say that the author of Ready Player One is one of history's greatest monsters. So, but like, the QAnon thing again, like when, when QAnon is sort of playing around at this sort of you know like digital warfare, like spy novel stuff. That's when QAnon is at its best and its coolest and its most interesting and therefore most most fun to dunk on. Uh, but like the problem is like a lot slash all conspiracy theories at some point it all like ends up tying into weird religious stuff. That stuff is so boring. I'm so tired of I'm so tired of making fun of religion. Like it's just so easy. It sucks so hard, and it's been that way for thousands, literally thousands of years. There's nothing any of us can do to stop it. We just have to sit there and let it happen. Yeah, I, I and I do, I do think it's very interesting though the comparison that like that's the whole point of Ready Player One is if you unlock the Easter eggs, you win everything, and that's like. QAnon's whole life is just being addicted to decoding, just being addicted to trying to figure out what is the secret meaning of it all. And it's like, you know, yo, you should try to drive it backwards. (laughs) There's a literal trillion dollars on the line. Maybe what, maybe, maybe you're the one maverick who should just be like, maybe the trick is to go backwards. It's like, Oh shit, I figured it out. Yeah, we, we've been dunking on that for years. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, hey, guess what? I, I I told you I was gleefully happy I got to dunk on Ready Player One because they took a <laughs> shitty book and somehow made it into an even worse movie. Uh, <laughs> Steven oh, no, Spielberg I assure you presents, that the movie's better than the book. I mean, I haven't read the book, nor will I ever read the book, but I do know that at the very least, like the games that they have to play are much less believable in the movie. And like in the movie, they they made them more visually appealing because that's what Steven yeah. Spielberg does. But oh, yeah. they don't the make a look. They sense. play Joust and uh, yeah, yeah. They do Batman. old, they do old lame nonsense. And in this one, it's like, how about a cool car race instead? It's like I'm with you. But then they're just like, we have to think of like the gimmick that makes our, our the the protagonist smarter than everyone. And somebody was just like, what if he's the first person to ever try going backwards? It's just like. Have you guys ever seen a real life speed running video? Like the barrier for weird thing you can do to break a game, to solve a puzzle for a trillion dollars 
is like insanely high. <laughs> yeah, that's some day one stuff. Literally the first race, someone would have been like, well, I'm just going to drive backwards. I'm just going to drive backwards while like, like pausing and unpausing as fast as I can to see if I can like barrier skip like backwards through the geometry and land into the like negative sphere or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just so yeah. nonsensical. Anyway, Doug yeah. got ready player one over, but thank you for the opportunity. Love, love <laughs> yes. to do it. Okay. Uh, so, um, uh, paste who, again, I may be saying your name wrong. I think you've yelled at me before about that. And I apologize. Uh, says since L outed himself as a monster with the cake question last week, we go with something he easier. Is a monster. What are y'all's favorite movie and favorite series of all time? Don't disappoint me this time, my beautiful friend. Hashtag ask L anything. That's such so. a hard question to answer. It, it changes. First of all, my take on cake is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> it's wrong. Pie it's is just so much better than cake. It's, it is unreal how much better pie <laughs> it's, is than cake. It's okay for you to be wrong. And you just, you know, that doesn't make you a bad person. Deliver it, unto me a savory cake. Show me a savory cake. Why would you want that? Exactly. That's why I'm saying pie works sweet or savory. It's it's just like the ideal form for food. That's why every culture is a different form of a pie. It's all right for you to be wrong. You just need to be okay with that. What was the question again? Our favorite series (laughs) and book? A very favorite series and movie. Favorite series and movie. Yeah, um, I don't know if I have a number one favorite movie because it just like it depends on like so genre or, like whatever. Like, I have the one a, that I've probably seen the most is Scott Pilgrim versus the World because my favorite director is Edgar Wright. So my favorite guilty pleasure movie, which I haven't watched in a while because it is kind of long, is the live action Speed Racer. I recognize that this is a bad movie, but it is my go to guilty pleasure movie. Um, my non-nerdy, very basic answer is Shawshank Redemption. I do really like that movie, and I own it on Blu-ray. I know it's a very white guy answer to give. Yeah, uh, wow. Sarge likes cake and Shawshank Redemption. All right, all right. It's I, I know it's okay. And, and, and naps in a recliner, mowing the lawn in your shorts. Someone has to be wrong on this podcast, and it's you. Um, <laughs> then, like... For science fiction, like, it's so, it, it, like, changes and moves. It's, like, right now, I would have, like, everything, everywhere, all at once is right now my favorite science fiction movie. Um, but Of again, all time? Really? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, that sounds like some recency bias to me, man. It, it's definitely recency bias, and I recognize that. Because um, I, I was trying to think of what my favorite science fiction movie is, like once you brought it up, and I was just like, "Is it still Terminator 2? I'm just like, "Oh, oh that no, it is." It, it, it like we when we rewatched that for binge wordy, I was just like, "Holy shit, this movie's so good." Um, so yeah, it's definitely it, it, in might, there. it might be The Matrix, honestly. Like for me, my favorite sci-fi movie. It just like it holds up so well, and it was so influential. It's hard not to give it a bunch of good marks for that. And it was like um, recent. It's a recent enough where I can watch it and like not be sort of ironically picking apart. Like you know, unfortunately for me, it's hard to get really too engaged with anything pre nineteen eighty two or whatever. Yeah, uh, Iron Man is in there as like, like I mean, I know that's like multiple genres, but if I, if we're just doing like I'm kind of breaking it down by genre because that's how I think of it in my mind. I don't really have a favorite movie. I have like a batch of movies that I, I just think are very good. Uh, it's like, I, I don't, 
people that say they have a favorite actor is, is baffling to me. Uh, favorite series is again. Oh wait, uh, we did. We never got Mike to chime in on favorite movie. Oh, uh, I, what you guys were saying, um, my 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 ears perked up when L said Terminator Two. I I love the first Terminator, first two Terminator movies. I think, uh, and like Terminator Two is actually the rare movie where the sequel is better than the first one, and I really like the first one. So it's just like that was awesome. Uh, when I when I was younger, I loved Full Metal Jacket a lot. Um, really? Yeah. That I mean, it's such a oh, it's such a like hard watch it's not like an easy viewing experience i literally remember exactly nothing after the boot camp stuff i know that that, that, like and i know i'm not the only person like that stuff is just so iconic that the rest of the movie just gets swept by the wayside yeah yeah it's really weird so many people have said it's like two movies and it really does feel that way like the the actual in vietnam stuff is just it's just weak because the drill sergeant is just such a massive part of the movie. And then like he would have like, if, if spoiler alert, if, if they didn't kill him at the end of the drill, the, the boot camp, he still would have been gone and you still would have lost that emotional anchor, like moving from the drill sergeant to like private Joker, like the movie like loses a lot in that transition. So I think that that was um, that's like the weak part of it. But again, uh, you just watch the first half of it and that, all that stuff in the boot camp, and it's great. And you're and you're ha- and I'm happy. Um, so I would definitely say that um, I love just watching political history stuff. I am probably the only person in the world who's watched like all the way or and slash uh, all the way and slash LBJ. Those two movies I've watched both of them like a ton of times. I love like getting into the weeds of like passing the civil rights bill and the shit Lyndon Johnson had to do for all that stuff. And then him stepping on the rake that was Vietnam and ruining his presidency. I, that stuff is just catnip for me. And I, and I know that like, it's super niche. So I'm not asking. Oh, yeah, anyone to it. I like, yeah. I like period pieces. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. Starting with Mike this time, we're going to do snake draft style favorite series. Uh, I would say the, like the, uh, the like God, if Game of Thrones had stuck the landing, you fucking clowns. Uh, so because, because, because you failed uh, the two series that I've really enjoyed the most, like, I would guess, quote unquote, recently for actual uh, scripted television would be uh, justified. I really love that a lot. And I will always rep Babylon 5 when given the chance to do so. And for quote unquote, unscripted uh, stuff, Taskmaster is the greatest thing ever created in the history of the universe. So watch Taskmaster. Uh, Anime deep cut. There is an anime called uh, Crest slash Banner of the Stars. Uh, it is a weird niche science fiction thing. It's it's hard sci-fi, and uh, I just fucking love it. There's so little like hard sci-fi out there. I know the Expanse exists now, and I do like that. But man, I found Crest and Banner of the Stars at a, a point in my life, and just absolutely love it. Uh, I will also like honorary mention. I really like Gundam Wing. Uh, it is not. <laughs> the best but it was very important to american anime and god it's just it, it really cemented a love a dumb love of giant robots in the back of my brain and i like will always get back to it uh but 
Uh, if I want to feel amazing and sad, uh, Gurren Lagann is just a show that I have watched, I think, all the way through like three times, but it is it is gutty. It gets real gutty. So, yeah. Uh, they're all, right. all anime at the moment. Wow, what a weeb. Uh, and for me, uh, I'm gonna. I'm also going to pick a few because you can't pick just one. Uh, I'm going to try to do it quickly. The first one is 30 Rock. I think it's the best sitcom ever. Uh, now, granted, it was coming out at a time in the late 2000s where a lot of very good comedians were pushing a lot of boundaries and a lot of that stuff through the benefit of cultural hindsight sort of pushed the boundaries too far and were problematic. So the show does have some problematic jokes in it, um, which I will acknowledge up front makes it not for everybody. But if you're willing to overlook that, I think that it's the, it's the goat for sitcoms. In my opinion, I really love 30 rock. Uh, the second recommendo is going to be the venture brothers. I think that it has the best. I'll I'll jump in on that too. The, I think it has probably the best interconnected writing uh, in any television show I've ever seen. So, uh, the fact that it's like an animated show on top of that, that's like lampooning a bunch of like uh, a bunch of stuff. The biggest problem with it is that like its biggest gimmick is how good the writing is season to season, like with like all the interconnected bits. So it really is an investment. And the first season is the weakest season by far. So like it's it's it can be difficult to get into for the whole ride. But once you jump on, it's like quite good and among the best. And the third one is uh, The Wire. Uh now, what, that's a great show, but she she kicks, she kicks like a mule in the transition going from season one to season two, and then again going from season four to season five. Those are those are some, some pretty powerful kicks, uh, and so the wire tends to like lose a lot of people when it goes from the end of season one and like does not exactly transition you into a season two where all the characters are fucking different. Um, but what what you, what you get over that hump. And then the hump of how Buck Wild some of the the narrative stuff in the fifth season is, uh, it's 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 a very good television show with a lot of very great performances. I recently heard The Wire described as a show that is unfortunately as good as people tell you it is, and because you just have people that are just like, oh, The Wire is the greatest show television, super satisfying, just like seals the deal, sticks the landing tells an amazing connected story and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then you finally watch it and you're like, God damn it. God. Well, and and the real curse of the wire is that you start to see how many of the wire actors were in so much other stuff you've seen. And like, it's just like, Oh, now that I've seen, it's like, it's like the arrow in the FedEx logo. Once you see it once, you can't ever unsee it. You're just burdened with this. It's like, Oh, this movie, even now, 20 years later, it's like, Oh, this movie has like, four or five actors from the wire in it for 0.2 <laughs> seconds. I thought you were going to talk about arrow, the CW show. And I was just like, what, what? None oh, yeah. of those I people thought I, I love to do anything. Yeah. Oh uh, dude. So good. What, what a star making turn for that guy. And that other guy, uh, you can fill in those <laughs> names there. Cause I don't know them, but you know who I do know? <laughs> Idris Elba, Michael yeah. K. Williams. Thank you so much. Rest in peace. Anyway, thank you for the question. Uh, let's yep. move along. We've talked about movies and TV shows for too long, I feel. Yes. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, back to the Q&D RPG, what are the early enemies uh, questers with a special uh, ex- emphasis on the Q face, the equivalent of kobolds and goblins? What are the ultimate bosses and their weaknesses? I mean, the ultimate bosses are the 
the Watkins and their weaknesses are turning on basic IT. <laughs> uh, no, except they, for, they, well, for Ron. No, they're, they're talking about the bosses that you have to fight as a QAnon like protagonist. Like you have to fight George Soros and Hillary Clinton and well, those lo- folks. Lo- lowest on the totem pole, shit posters. They're just endless. Like shit posters are like your goblins. And then you have, you have like like green posters and trolls. Oh, they think troll is also a class. Uh, maybe yeah. so. Maybe it's like ranger. You know, you encounter a lot of ban- bandits that are just rangers, and it's also a class. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, like, then, and then at some point you get to people that are actually about like the the cult cause, right? So you'd have like you know, your your red hat. Red hat would have to be some sort of like mid level boss for sure, or mid level monster or whatever. Yeah, like I, I think that like, uh, like defeating like there, there should be like a like a quest chain where you have to defeat a series of podcast assholes in order to advance up the mega Q and on ranks. Like we're somewhere down at the bottom tier, and then you eventually work your way up to attacking knowledge fight the Q and on anonymous podcast behind the bastards. And after you vanquish all of those people, then you actually find out who the, the evil, the sinister like shadow who's been funding all these lefty podcasts. And when you bring him down, then, then you start like, and then after like you vanquish that guy, like with his dying breath, he just gasps Soros. And then you're like, Oh shit, it's happening. We're on to the big kahuna. And, and no, um, but, no, oh, but you see, you I, have to go through the, you have to go through the reverse castle. You have to go through the reverse oh, yeah, castle. Yeah, yeah, to I forgot we're doing this from the QAnon side and not from our side. <laughs> God. I flipped this, it. This has been a mailbag question for like three weeks now. Fucking get a bit. Oh my God. I, I flipped it though. I was like, oh wait, we're, oh, are we the baddies? Yes. That's the point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, but we could be the get like we're we're one of the bad guys that you can bribe. You just pay us off. Oh, oh yeah, you you could red pill us. Oh god, I would be oh, in the monster. That's, that's like that's like one of, one, of, one of like the secret endings is that you just give the Avengers and Hellworld crew like t- t- like you come back to them with ten million dollars and you give them ten million dollars and then they lead you into the back door of Soros's fortress. Yes, <laughs> we we will betray George Soros for ten million dollars, no questions. I'm I'm pretty sure in the Monster Manual I'd be like called like Mike Staines or something because they'd like find a go edge their way to mock <laughs> yeah. me and I'd be yeah, and, and they need to make sure that it's parody so that so that they oh, yeah. they could just play with uh with you know like just totally totally owning us and we just be <laughs> fully owned. Oh god, so crushingly owned. It'd be great. Yeah, because yeah. the the secret ending is you give us the ten million dollars that we lead you to the Sources Fortress and then they're just like. They're just like, why did you need this $10 million? We're all just like, because we all need to afford penis enlargement surgery. Our penises are so small. What a bunch of small penis people we are. And then crying emoji. Crying emoji yeah, we're, 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 lo- we're low-T beta cucks. Oh, God, we're all <laughs> That'd be great. See, look at this. Like, this, game gets, this game gets more deep and rich by the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> it's already got a secret ending where you bribe us, the Invention of Hellworld podcast. <laughs> We're totally unbiased. Citadel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Soros uh, to Citadel. Yes. <laughs> perfect. Perfect name. The alliteration. It flows so smoothly. Uh, and finally, Amanda Scatlin says, uh, fruitcake, discuss. <laughs> uh, I, I can't honestly say I've ever actually had fruitcake. So. So it's not. It's not my favorite thing, but it's also not as bad as media has portrayed it over the years. 
That being said, I did grow up in New England where big molassesy loaf is just like a thing you grow up with and develop a taste for. So like the idea of that with some like fruit in it doesn't put me off. Also, I like raisins and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm one of those weird people who thought like I like a nice raisin. You put an oatmeal cookie together, you throw some raisins in that. I think it's delightful. I love the raisin. That, that is probably that that has got to be the hottest take I've given on the podcast. Yeah, you don't like cake, but you do like, or you think pie is better than cake, but you do like raisins. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know why I like raisins so much. It's very it's bizarre even to me. But you could be like a yogurt covered raisin, delightful, love it. Anyway, I, you you were coming at me for sitting in the recliner and taking my naps, and you're like, oh, yogurt covered raisins has delightful. Is that an old person snack? I don't know. Yeah, I, it's an old person I see, snack. I, I see that like the organic food section of like grocery stores. So I associate it with like, you know, crunchy granola hippies <laughs> and, and like hipsters and stuff. I mean, not necessarily old people. It's not like a Werther's original. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Although you for did... the record, I yeah. love a Werther's original. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, what I really love is, is, you know what I really love is taste stations, but we don't have time to talk about taste stations right I mean, now. You, are you going to go buy a bit of honey next? Like, what's up? Uh, no, but honey's kind of gross. Yeah, I will say that I also am, am down with the oatmeal raisin cookie. Those are delicious. <laughs> and yeah, I, and I, and I, and, but it is the hottest take we've given on the podcast yeah. so far. Most people hate the raisins, and I get it. Yeah. But yeah, and I have no opinion on fruitcake either, so I am completely uh, abstaining from fruitcakery. And the problem is, the is fu- that like I feel like you could bake that shit straight in and get like to the carrot cake territory or maybe like a but like a banana bread territory. Like you could just have that flavor like up in there without needing the big chunks. Because I feel like for a lot of people it's like a mouthfeel thing. You have like the soft, like bready part, but then you're just like squishing through some like it's it's not the greatest mouthfeel, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh so that brings us to the final question always. So what do you got what are you clowns looking forward to? Ironically, um, fruitcake. I'm about to go yeah. smash a bunch of it. Big, <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a bag of Werther's Originals all lined up. He's going to put on a nice movie. Oh. Oh, no, I'm actually, I'm actually planning on going out to the cafe for a spot oh. of tea and uh, perhaps <laughs> oh uh, maybe some like fancy cheeses. Ooh, how decadent! So that's what I'm looking forward to. My cafe trip. I found out that like I guess there's a there's a place in town I haven't been to yet where you can go for like like you know chocolate tasting or whatever it's like a you know they they've just got like a bunch of like chocolate ass like high cacao like choco tinctures that you knock back I don't know I'm gonna I might investigate that at some point it sounds like a weird thing I want to do it's, it just made me think of the Brooklyn Nine Nine where he goes to the chocolate milk bar yeah I mean it, it honestly sounded sort of like that but without milk I, I I don't actually know how it works maybe that's exactly what it is I'll get back oh, to that's you. the worst part of both things uh the the new expansion for Monster Hunters out uh it's my partner's birthday this weekend so we have friends coming into town for that as well and it's her birthday so we're gonna celebrate that and we're also gonna play some uh monhun so looking yeah. forward to that that's cool uh i i as i posted on twitter i defeated the heart with the defect on slay the spire so now i'm nice, down nice, to nice. i'm down to the watcher as my only non-heart kill character and the watcher is super broken she gets time walk she's ridiculous so i i figure i will figure out that out sooner rather than later on that front um and on top of that uh basically 
uh, Disney Mirrorverse that was blowing up the group chat that I'm now involved in. I've been sucked into that, so I'm going to be uh, murdering things with the Little Mermaid. That sounds like it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. And um, I, I have given it one United States dollar because it entertained me for more than 12 hours. That's sort of like the barrier. Like I like I, I will give a thing a dollar as sort of like a like a tip to the dealer. Like I know that this is free, but thank you very much. Here's your dollar. And then uh, only one time have I been sucked into giving them more money than that. And that yeah. game got like three hundred dollars out of me. So we'll <laughs> yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Mirrorverse can go the distance. I, I am yeah. a sucker for Disney stuff. I'm a shill. Yeah. Yep. That, if anything ever proved that we were sellouts, it's our love of Disney stuff. Like this. Dumb oh, fucking game. <laughs> we, 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 we are. Yeah, Disney. We, Disney would be again, be one of the massive villains. And that would be like a module where you have to bring down the mouse and part of the, the Q and D universe. Cause they're groomers and all that bullshit. So yeah, that'd be absolutely a thing that you'd have to fight. Yeah. That, and, a uh, whole groomer, a whole groomer X pack. Yeah, and I, what I'm not looking forward to is the fact that uh, my the concert I was going to go to tonight got canceled. So that sucked. Uh, some some group, section of the tour group of garbage is battling an illness. They had canceled two shows previous to this, so I was like, "Oh, this isn't looking good. This isn't looking good." I was crossing my fingers and toes all week, and then today, boom, canceled. And I was like, "Yes." I mean, my they might be giant tickets got pushed back an entire year. <laughs> yeah, but, but the difference is, is that Mike's out there stumping for Shirley. Shirley, why are you doing our boy dirty like this? Because it, it's obviously your fault that that person is ill. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that yep. sucks, mate. I'm sorry to hear it. But unfortunately, yep. you're going to have to find some other place to whine because we're going to have to shut down this podcast. In fact, uh, I think it's time for us to put the podcast into read only mode for the week. So let me just. <laughs> Digital soldier that click it clack 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 and boom read only mode. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening and supporting the show. You can continue to support the show for free by giving us a five star review or uh, engaging with us on any of our socials uh, that will be coming up later in the outro. Uh, and if you have money, sweet sweet money, God knows we love talking about it. You can give it to us by donating to it, uh, donating it to us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics. Uh, where donating $5 or more every month will get you access to all of our bonus content, including a bunch of series such as Cabalin and what we do out of shadows and mules errand, all of which are uh, the boys getting together to discuss uh, Q media, which has been a hoot and a holler. Even if sometimes it is difficult to make hoots and hollers out of the stupid nonsense that they are delivering uh, to the devout. It's just, it's really something. Uh, so you can get that. You can get that by becoming one of our beautifuler babies, like our beautifuler babies this week. Shout out to Maggie Rance and Mar-a-Lago Boat Patrol. And they made a note here that they are on True Social. So, uh, wow. Somebody, somebody either, either out there doing the good work uh, on a bad platform or very, very, very small case, really enthusiastic hate listener. Can you imagine being so enthusiastic about something that you paid money to hate listen to it? Seems really doubtful, but may- maybe we're a double, even triple agent here. Who could say? Uh, thank you so much for your support. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, we totally understand. You can donate it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Breath. Or you can go ahead and donate it uh, to whatever pro-Ukraine, anti-Russian aggression charity you'd like. Or you could support the blue in the upcoming midterm elections. Uh, you know, you can do a lot of good with that money. So if you don't want to give it to us, we totally understand. 
Big shout out to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our theme song. Still too cold for social media, so here's your shout out, DJ Minimal Effort. Thanks so much. You can find our buddy Frosty, who does all of our vo- voiceover artistry, on Twitter at FrostyVO. You can find the show on Twitter at Hellworld, H-E-L-L-W-Q-R-L-D. You can find me on Twitter at HellworldL. Hellworld spelled the same, just add a big old L at the end of that. You can find Sarge at Sarge in Hell. And our buddy Mike, of course, is at Poker Politics. And that is going to do it for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast. As always, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined by the not-so-mysterious Sarge and the least mysterious of us all in our expert in all things Q-Dot-Crazy Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.